0: Welcome back to The Growth Club. Thank you for being here again this week. Last week, we actually did a deep dive into TikTok, its virality, the views. So I thought I would continue on from there and actually link that to this week where we're going to talk about how to actually grow your audience on TikTok as an online business owner and for that to actually help grow your online business, of course. Before we dive in, I would just like to mention that last week's episode, I did not realize that it was recording the audio from my laptop and not my speaker that I bought. But on top of that, I'm also figuring out the different settings of the speaker that I've got in the podcast recording mic, whatever you want to call it. I keep calling it a speaker. So forgive me if every episode sounds a little bit different for the next couple of weeks as I figure this out, but I'm sure I'll get the hang of it. I am aiming for B plus content, as I always like to harp on about. We should be aiming for B plus content, getting things out there, even if they're not perfect and top notch. The most important thing is making sure that you have valuable content and you're getting that out consistently as possible. So forgive me if the sound is a little bit funny, but I think I've been adjusting it just before this episode and I've actually had to re-record it a little bit because I noticed the sound was a little bit off. I think I've got it. So I think I'm going to keep recording and (laughs) this should be okay. So let's get into the episode. Now, when we talk about TikTok, we surely cannot leave out its very, very novel reputation. And I believe it's quite novel because of the insane amount of reach that you can get on there. And by reach, I mean brand awareness. Brand awareness essentially is the top of funnel. It's where someone first comes across you in the marketing funnel. It's essentially where you're casting your widest net to make sure that you're finding a number of people within there that is suitable to the niche that you're targeting. But even with the insane reach that TikTok can have, we're now hearing a little bit of concern about saturation on the platform and people thinking gone are the days of the overnight sensations on TikTok. So in 2023, now that we are in June, how do you grow on the platform? So I'll be going to four different points, starting off with niching. So there is a little bit of a debate on niching, to niche or not to niche, as they commonly say it. The thing is, Influencers and business owners run their pages a little bit differently. So both are personal brands, but influencers can share more of their personal life, their personal preferences, and share a more broad range of content. And on top of that, they tend to represent a larger amount of brands. That's why we see them working with lots of different sponsors on an array of products. On the other hand, business owners, they more likely share tips and strategies to help them build authority. And then on top of that, they share possibly a little bit of personal life, depending on what they like to share. And then they represent their own brand, of course, and likely a few others through affiliate marketing and sponsorships, but mostly it's just their own brand. So I know there is a lot of talk on the platform about de-niching because a lot of creators, especially influencers, have talked about how they steered away from the common topics that they talk about. They talked about something random and that video happened to go viral because it was something interesting that other people found interesting. It just had that snowball effect. And the problem I see here that is a little bit deceiving is that they call this de but how I see this is that they actually just created an outlier, one video, that is not according to what they normally create and because that one video did well and now they're stating that you need to de-niche. But here's the thing, most of their content is still in line with the rest of their branding. So they did not actually (laughs) deniche. They are still targeting a specific type of person, a specific audience base. So it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you talk about something random in one of your videos that you do not have a niche. You likely still have a niche. It's just that the degree in which you niche down is a little bit different. So especially for business owners, you need to be niching. Do not even think about deniching or anything like that. You need to have a niche because your audience space, you eventually need to turn them into customers. So you cannot do this without having a niche. So if all this niching talk is a little bit confusing, all you need to ask yourself is, would I follow a page that looks disorderly? If the videos look like they have no relevance to each other, they possibly look like five different people posted random things on a page. Would I follow them? Hey, maybe you would, but more likely than not, most people would. Okay. But let's say that page belonged to an influencer or just a content creator. Then you may perhaps follow them a little bit more likely than, say, if it was someone who was supposed to hold authority. So if someone is supposed to hold authority and educate you and their content is in complete disarray, would you really trust their content to be valuable, their words to be valuable and for them to actually know and understand and guide you in something that you want to learn? No, you wouldn't. (laughs) So the degree in which you niche needs to be higher as someone who is educating other people and as a business owner. But how we mix in lifestyle content and other ways of showing behind the scenes content that is a little bit more personable is through my next topic, which is actually content pillars. Content Pillars actually helps you set up a few different categories which you can talk about. So this gives you enough of a broad of a range of topics, but doesn't broaden it to the point that it's confusing because you're going to have these categories on repeat. So for example, as a marketing and business strategist, I of course need to talk about marketing and business. But in relation to that, I may also talk about money and also different aspects of my lifestyle. So assuming that, of course, that you're building your business around something that you're passionate about. So for me, marketing and business, I am, of course, very, very passionate about these. I love talking about those two topics. And then on top of that, the extra topics or the pillars that you're going to set up, make sure that those are also something that you can continually talk about because you're going to be repeating them on and on. So showing different aspects of money can be a little bit taboo for some people. But for me, I'm happy to talk about Things that are a little bit controversial because my personality is a little bit more punchy. But also, in regards to lifestyle, which is another content pillar that I have, I also show, not necessarily speak, different aspects of my life. So that's something you're gonna also have to be willing to share. So make sure you set up pillars that you're extremely happy to talk about, extremely happy to share. And you're happy to do these on repeat very frequently because how you work around content pillars is you do them fairly evenly so that they are spread out throughout your content. So you might create one marketing content, one money content, one business focused content and one lifestyle focused content. And then once you're done with those, you go back and you repeat those cycles so that your content is evenly spread out. And this gives your audience a well-rounded picture of who you are and the topics you focus around. So I would suggest, depending on your skill level, start off with three to five. If you're starting from complete scratch, I suggest three to keep it as simple as possible and then move into five content pillars. You can make five. You don't have to. Obviously, you can just stick to three. But think about doing five a little bit later on if you're starting from scratch. But if you've already got the hang of it, go for five if you want. Now that we've talked about content pillars, we definitely cannot skip over the topic of creating engaging content. And this is the part where I cue talking about quality of content. And by quality, this can mean different things. I can talk about quality in terms of the value you provide. For example, it can be entertainment, inspiration, tips, cinematic, videography, perhaps. And out of all of those, One thing that really you need to figure out depending on your style and how you create content, this is extremely important to figure out. Make sure that you are creating the type of quality content that is suitable for you. So like I mentioned, quality can come in many different forms. It doesn't have to be very cinematic videography. You do not have to do that if your skill level is not at that level. For example, personally, I am not a funny person. I cannot entertain for the life of me. And I'm thinking back to when I was in high school, I heard someone say that I was very boring and let me just say, yes, I was. Because I had nothing to contribute to those conversations that they were having. And for example, now, get me talking about progress, building companies, money. I have plenty to say. But the thing is, it's never in a funny way because that's just my personality. And I'm fine with that. And what I'm trying to explain to you is that you need to lean into what you're good at. So if I, quote unquote, <laughs> I'm boring person, I should not lean into trying to create entertaining content because that's not really my style so I lean heavily into looking at inspiration into providing tips and this will allow me to then sprinkle my opinions and my personality in there with a little bit of a twist so that it's a very personalized content and it's not just me stating strategy only it's there mixed in with my thoughts my personality my opinions so you can understand why I'm suggesting these strategies So depending on your personality, you might do different things also. If you're more entertaining than I, then you might look into actually creating perhaps funny, entertaining, engaging content, not necessarily highly crisp, highly cinematic content. Or if you do like creating content like that, that's highly edited, there is a particular style going on, it's very recognizable, you might create very cinematic content. What I'm essentially translating is that you need to find a style, a type of quality that works for you so that you can create longevity within what you're creating. Because if you're doing a particular style that is completely, completely not suitable for your personality, it's going to be very difficult for you to keep that up and create consistency. So make sure you are doing what is right for you and your personality. Now that we've talked a little bit about entertaining content, we can of course not leave out trends. And the reason I'm including this in here, although I don't think it's a great strategy for growth, I am leaving it here because it is such a big topic that people come back to, people reference to whenever people are talking about growing on TikTok. So I could not just dismiss this. I had to include this in here. The thing is, I have a little bit of beef with trends. And the reason I have that is that trends can work very much well in your favor in terms of growth, in terms of virality, but in terms of specific growth, it does not have what I'm looking for. So you may randomly get a wild card. so you may get a viral video from doing a trend, but the thing is... You are not going to get anything out of it in the end and (laughs) the reason i say this is because when you want very focused growth and you're looking for a particular niche to react to your videos that is not going to come from a wild card viral video of you following a trend there i said it but there are going to be exceptions to this for example You know how I was just talking about entertaining content. If that's the type of quality that you're creating, then perhaps trends can work very well for you. Because if you adapt a trend extremely well and it's highly engaging and entertaining, then that also can mean that your video will perform extremely well. But if what you're creating is not supposed to be geared towards entertainment, it's supposed to be geared towards more education you likely won't get much out of it because a lot of trends, they are focused around entertainment. And you trying to adapt this trend to your educational content and just trying to mash it and mush it together, it usually doesn't work out too well. And say, for example, it does work out well and you get extremely high views. It is likely not going to be through relevant people that you're looking for. You are not getting views from your niche that you are targeting. You are likely getting views from a lot of random people. Hence, I have a little bit of beef. (laughs) On top of this, when we think of trends, I feel like a large amount of people think about it creating virality for them. And they think of those two things going hand in hand. And the reason I don't like to lean too much into either of them is because viral content for example it doesn't draw in necessarily the type of eyes that you want the fact that something has gone viral means it has been targeted towards the masses it is relatable to almost anyone hence people who are finding you are not necessarily in your niche now if you are creating videos with relatively high views that's something that is a little bit different Perhaps you would call it a viral video or perhaps you would call it a mid-range viral video that has gone well and spread throughout the specific niche that you're trying to target. That, I don't have any beef with. That is great because you're targeting the right people. But if it gets to the level where this video is doing well just because anyone and everyone can relate to it, that means it's not exactly reaching the right people. So that's not something we should be aiming for. On top of this, completely relying on viral videos or these wild cards through trends means you are leaving yourself vulnerable because can you repeat it? Is this sustainable growth? You're basically relying on other people's trends, what they've created to help growth in your business. So it's definitely something that you can do for fun. You can include it here and there if you wish, but it's not something that I would tie into my strategy as a concrete foundation to growth. I might quickly side note here before I go into my next point that It is extremely important to remember that originality is way more important and being able to show and reveal who you are as a person than copying trends that everyone else is doing because people will remember the trend, they won't remember you when they see you doing that trend. Last but not least, this moves me into the last point for today. I referenced it a little bit before, but it is going to be consistency, but it is not in the way that you think, okay? I'm not talking about the slow and even progress to growth. What I'm actually referring to here is almost like working out. (laughs) We know that if you start and then stop and then start and stop, you will likely not see results from working out because momentum is extremely important. Correct. This is undeniable. Now, if we were to go even more granular and look at the days in which we work out, for example, you could work out three times a week, or perhaps you can work out five to seven days a week. And the difference here is that if you're working out, say, three times a week, you will see progress eventually. But if you work out five, seven days a week, you are going to see your progress much quicker than someone who is working out only three times a week. But both of them are consistency. So, really, you need to pick out a schedule that is up to you, something you can keep up. And of course, if you, for example, post more consistently and find the content that works for you, you will be able to sift out. The type of content that is not relevant for you, that doesn't work for you, that is not your style, you'll be able to figure that out much quicker as someone who is, for example, posting seven days a week, as opposed to someone who is only posting three. So you really need to figure out your schedule in terms of what you can input or also then look into how soon you want to see results. For example, if you have a nine to five job or perhaps you have a fully booked schedule of all these clients and you're trying to grow your business, it's going to be difficult for you to put out a lot of content. So you really need to look at your schedule and pick out a realistic amount of content that you can put out weekly and then be able to adapt according to your schedule and how busy you are. Now, if this is your position where your schedule is very packed and you don't have too much time to create content and start building your business, I want to remind you that ultimately this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. So you need to be thinking of the long-term game. Do not stress out because ultimately you will get there in the end. This is a marathon. If you, however, have a little bit more time to create more content and do this a little bit more consistently, more frequently within that consistency, then you, of course, can finish that marathon a little bit quicker. So make sure to be realistic in this because I don't want you getting frustrated and then throwing in the towel because building a business is ultimately a long game. So do not get too frustrated if you can't get as much content out as, for example, your neighbor out there. So now that we've gone into niching, content pillars, creating engaging content, trends and consistency, we've gone over the main points that will help you grow your audience on TikTok. Next week, we're going to start looking into how all of this relates to business itself, the type of business that you can grow through TikTok and through social media. So I'm going to see you next week. If this episode was helpful for you, make sure to hit the plus, the follow, the subscribe button, whatever they keep changing it to nowadays. And I will see you in the next one. Cheers.